How's the day? Good. Is it? Yeah, it's somewhat good. Everything's good except for my guts. <gasps> yeah, me too. We've got that weird sort of brush of gastro, would it be? I'm not sure if it's gastro, but it's not pleasant, but it's not... Tummy wog thing. It's a tummy wog. We shouldn't say wog, should we? No, you shouldn't. You can say tummy, but not tummy wog. Why would they say tummy wog? Um, you said it. I'm I know, sure. but there's a term, right? Mm. It's a bit racist. If I've got a wog, I'm that bit sick. That's right. But yep. I'm going to look into that, why people say that. Definitely look into that because you're right, it's a bit racist. Oh, my goodness. But, I was uh, actually lying in bed late at night whilst like dealing with that. I just felt really quite like really overly full, like I'd had Christmas dinner. You did have a roast last night. I had, no, but I didn't eat. I couldn't even eat. It was terrible. Have you mm. got that same thing? Yeah, it's had it for the last couple of days. But, the, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, the killer flu's going around at the moment. Yeah. So, you know, let's not whinge. Oh, yeah, I'm not We're whinging. Not I'm not whinging, but it made me stay awake for a couple of hours last night, just like lying a bit thinking. And, you know, when you're just thinking about random thoughts when you're lying there? What do you I, think about? Well, I, I always think about, like, if, what would I do if I was homeless? Oh, what would you do if you're like homeless? A, yeah, what did you think? What did I think? Like if I actually was just turfed out of the house, had no family and friends to back up, back me up, mm. no money, just the shirt on my back, what would I do? Ooh. And then I go through the motions. Like I would go. Where would you? Hang on. First of all, where would we throw you? Where oh. am I going to throw you? Oh, well, I think in the city. Okay. Just to give me a head start because there's lots of things around there. Like I'd go to the like soup kitchen. Like free foods and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd find out where they are. Okay. All right. Okay. And then I think, would I go live near the beach and shower in those little shower cubicles? Ooh. You know, what would I do? And how would I get back into Don't you have getting... other things to think about than that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. But it goes oh. on for a long time. <laughs> if I was homeless, I would really like to be not in Adelaide because it gets too cold over winter. Yeah, I think of those pe- people who are living on the streets in winter. It would be horrible. Yeah, it's not very nice, is it? Where would you be? Somewhere warm. Throw me out and I'll, I'll jump on the back of the train, mm. as in like one of those freight trains when it goes up the hills really slowly. <laughs> I'll jump on one of those and try and get the warmer weather. Hang on. Are you living in like like 1904 or something when you've <laughs> no, seen just, too many movies? No, nah, that's what we – I heard of people doing that as kids. And I would, I mean, I never did it, but I'd do it. You wanted to be one of those people that jumped on the back of a train. I know what you mean, actually. Yeah. I would, I so that, that'd be me. Oh, you know, oh, let's not have that thought because, you know, that wouldn't be a very nice place to be. No. But the other Almost. fantasy that I do like is the winning the lottery. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else then. Yeah, go. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, winning the lottery and what do I do? The first thing I would do. And then the second thing I would do, then over a week, who would you tell? Where would you go? You know, where would you spend your money? And then, But then after a while, it gets quite stressful. Once you have to start working you know, out who you, you know, give what to, I end up getting very stressed out and have to finish the fantasy quick smart and go to sleep. You are thinking total extremes of each other, like one I know. rich life, poor life. Actually, that's very true. Yeah, so yes. extremes. Why is that? Why are you thinking that? I don't know. Maybe there's a psychological issue there I haven't really... Dealt with. Exactly. It probably started when you are 14... Oh, my God. Why 14? What happened then? I'm asking you. You didn't know me when I was 14. I don't know, but that's when most psychological problems happen. (laughs) Is that true? Did you read that? Uh, For girls, yeah. Your face is very serious, but I know you don't normally know things like this. So, hang on a second. I don't know. know. You don't know. I don't know, but it could be. It It could could be. be. I mean, your mum and dad are split. Yeah. 
um, that has things to do with it. Oh my god! Yeah. Now we're really going oh, deep, going deep, deep into deep. bloody divorce issues and. <laughs> no, let's not do that. I mean, you want to win the lottery? <laughs> yeah, come on, who back to you, the lottery. Okay, who would you? Who? Okay, two things. Yeah. How much do you have to win? Because you're only going to win it once, and you're going to win it big. And who would you give money to? I reckon twenty million mm. would be good. It would be. Any millions would be good. But. Can, I, can I still be married to you with twenty million? Yeah, questionable. No, of course you would. Mm-hmm. You'd reap the rewards. You'd probably would you divorce me so you get half? Ten. Ten's a good <laughs> ten's a good amount. Okay, all right. So you win twenty million bucks. Yep. Would you give any money to homeless people? Well I'd have to because they inspired the uh the other fantasy, right? So oh man. No, yeah, I would of course I'd give some to charity. Yeah. You know, split it up and then there'd be family, but you couldn't tell people how much you won because then people would start going, Well, they give so and so that much. Oh, now like did man. they get like all You know what? They only gave me half a million bucks and they won twenty million. Like what am I? Like Povo? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you'd have to not tell people you even won it. True. I think you need to say you earned it and it's you know, yeah. Slowly mm. let people know. Anyway, look, it's right. neither here nor there. I was awake a long time last night okay. thinking about these things. Did you think about anything political? No. There's a lot of yeah. Okay, good. Yes, because we have a new prime minister. A new, sorry, the same prime minister again. Yeah, <laughs> we do. It's like a bad dream that keeps happening. Oh dear. The good yeah. thing is everyone has to vote next year again because that's what happens. Oh man. Oh, Gosh, it's it's a crazy system. It's um, quite embarrassing, isn't it, on an international platform? Someone said it's because Australia likes change. Oh, a little too much. A little bit too much. A little too much. It's all right. We don't like, you know, no one's in a job long enough these days. Yeah. No one plays sport for the you know longevity of their life anymore. They don't play tennis, so whatever that's meant to mean. Yeah, well, I know what you mean. But I have a feeling in politics, though, the, the people change, but really there are, there is no change. Really? Is there? No. There's no change. change. They change, but things don't. Nothing changes. Nothing gets really better. Anyway. All right. Sorry to bring that up. That's bad. No. Why is it bad? Ah, politics. Boring, boring, boring. ScoMo. Oh, sick. Apparently that was his name when he was at uni or something. I heard that from you. I know. Actually, because it was, it's quite a good name. It is Mm, a bit sick, but it's. Pretty cool. It's, yeah. Hey, ScoMo. Pass the ball. It doesn't suit him though. It's too cool for him, don't you reckon? You know, ScoMo. Hey, Skymo. It's almost like Jacko. You're right. It's a bit too cool for him. Yeah. He shouldn't have that. You should write him a letter. <laughs> yeah, change, you? Your, change your fat name, please, and your gimmicky you know, name. But do you know what? It's about time. Okay, just on politics, it's about time that we have some cool um, politicians. Like, go back and, you know, that whole legendary um, Bob Hawke thing. Yeah. He's just died. Yeah. And everyone's going, oh, Larrikin, Larrikin, Bob Hawke, blah, blah, Beer blah. Scala. We need We need a little bit of hilarity in that. In that genre, so to speak, I love the genre of politics. The poli- it's a prime ministerial genre because it's always boring and they're nerdy and they're arrogant nerds. That's what they are. They're arrogant nerds. Arrogant nerds. We all know yeah. an arrogant nerd. Yeah, the yeah, nerd right. who suddenly becomes popular later, but then they go too far and extreme and become quite conceited. Right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So we need to like lighten that whole thing up. And let's. Yeah. We need anyway. like an Obama. So, so the start of Scomo might be a good thing with his name. He might be cool. Well, we'll, we'll we give know. him a little bit of time. Okay. Mm, true. Yeah, so I spoke to Chanel Franklin on this episode of The Guilt Trip. Uh, and we talk about lots of different things, but mainly women in the media and how they're perceived. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting little topic. Um, women are perceived equally to men. What do you think? 
Well, they should, but are they? Well, well, yeah, it's all about equality and, you know, in in TV land and radio land, it's all a bit of a boys club most of the time. So, well, yeah, it is, I think. It also depends on who you are as a woman, really. True. So maybe her experience, oh, I'd like to listen to it. Yeah, well, that's true. There'll be other, well, I think comparatively, if you're looking at the success rates between men and women, uh, you know, like there's always there's always two guys on radio or and a two- woman or always a man there. There always has to be the dominant feature of the man presence mm. in that situation. I think that's I think that's slowly changing. It I is. Think it we've is. definitely got um, a. I'm not even sure who it is, but I heard two women on the radio the other day. That was oh, quite yeah, cool. Yeah, one of those Arf- Arvo shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well. But we talk about all that sort of stuff and being oh. pregnant and hiding your pregnancy when you don't want people to know because <laughs> you want to seem cool. <laughs> you're uncool if you're pregnant. Well, yes, in some in some ways, or mm. you kind of seem as if you're, you know, you're a bit ambulant, a bit disabled in society for that nine months that you're you're pregnant. People sort of don't want to. What about when you've had? Use you for what anything. About, what about when you've had kids? Are you disabled then? Yeah. Very. <laughs> I'm always the one thrashed oh. out, but yeah. So we're talking about all that sort of stuff, you know. All right. Well, okay. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I was going to mention to you. Yeah. I think we should start doing something like um, jingles for people, like for small businesses. I should do the jingle. Oh, we could do the jingle together. Okay. What do I do? Like I'll play the triangle. No, no. We just do it with our mouths. Like I'll come up with the like. Give me a business name. Go on to our Facebook page and message me. Uh, the Guilt Trip podcast, get on there and let us know if you would like us to do a little jingle for your for your business. Ooh. You could do maybe the beatboxy part or the kind of ding, ding, ding. In the, in the My beatboxing part would be brilliant. Hang on, let's just give it a go. See if anyone will want to have a bit of this. I like how it changes halfway through, like yeah. the beat. It doesn't. It's never the same. It's never the same. <laughs> it's never the same. Very reliable I'm beat. Unmusical. <laughs> but anyway. I'd love to. Like for example, like what's a good? Um, like for example, if I had to come up with a new jingle for the Guilt Trip podcast. Okay, so ready? Pick a okay. Pick a genre for a start. Um, like, uh, country R and B. Okay, let's reggae. go. Let's go heavy metal. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, you picked a tough one. Didn't okay, you? do reggae. Reggae's easy. Okay, okay, go. You give me some instrumental thing with your mouth. Do it. Yeah, that's well, not my thing. Okay. All right. How about you do the jingle and I'll do the background. Ready? All right. Do it. Boom. 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 Why don't you come to my shop? My shop sells flowers. It's a flower shop. We've got every flower under the earth. Uh, so okay. I thought we were doing the show, not a flower shop, but that's okay. Oh, I thought we were doing like no. advertising a flower shop. I wasn't listening. Do no, you? You don't. You never listen. You said you you listen. I lied. Anyway, I that's a really terrible example of what we can do for your business on the guilt trip. <laughs> let's just take that bit out. I'm not going to take it out. It's the okay. best part of the whole bloody thing. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you laugh. Oh, come a- on. In the end. <laughs> I'm just going to play them. Play the episode. All right, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Addy. We find the defendant. We find the defendant. Oh, that wasn't my fault, was it? Find I'm sorry. So sorry. Find Oh, I'm so sorry. Guilty. The Guilt Trip. 
Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Guilt Trip Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for coming Great in. to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to see you. My heart's actually beating. I'm racing too. And you know what? I feel like I'm being sent back to Tuesday Kaboom, Chanel and Tamara. <gasps> yes. For your drive home. Yeah. So, yeah, Chanel and I... God, I'm always – okay, so I have a bad habit of interviewing people who I've had a past life with and yeah. then I'm like dragging up all of this uh, self-indulgent information about myself. Um, but, but, yeah. It was good. Yes. we had it? We it's had worth a, a mention. Yeah, we did like – was that a morning show? No, we no. Did? We did um, – you've forgotten us already oh, shit, tomorrow. I was pregnant. I don't remember anything. That's right, and you were pregnant. Um, and you did well because you'd kind of like – Saunter on down um, Cinema Place. Waddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you said that. Okay. I wasn't going to. Yeah, but I anyway, did. it was great. So it was Tuesday Kaboom. And I remember you had another co-host and then he went on a massive holiday. Oh, that's Because right. I used to fill in. And I was so glad that he went on holiday because I was like, great. <laughs> we got to do it together. I'm going to promote myself. I know because it's not as fun when you do your own solo show, is it? No way. Because I did Tuesday Afternoon yeah. Fresh and then you two would roll in and do your drive home show. And I'd be like, oh. I'm a bit jelly. Oh. I like her. And I think we talk well together. This is kind of what was going through my I, mind. No, I, I, no, it wasn't going through your mind. You told me. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Voice, my, you know those things where you don't think you're talking out loud and you are? Yeah, that rather happens to you. Exactly. So he went on holiday. I just made myself available. I was like, here I am. You're the co-host. I'm here. Billion. I can stay until six o'clock. I know. And it was good because we had, because it was community radio, we could talk about mostly what we wanted, couldn't we, within some parameters. We could, yeah. Compared to commercial radio. Oh, totally. Wow. So, yeah, that and was And we've both fun. done that and we've both been had, you know, the bar either side saying, you can't say this and you can't say that and oh, wrap it up and be concise. And don't say it like that. Say it like this. Say it like this. Sound just like me. So yeah. we all sound the same. Intro, one thought and out. Yeah. Outro. Yeah, that's right. Right. Back announce. Back in Love all this lingo. <laughs> kind of made me vomit in my mouth a little bit. Some it of the- did, and I would sweat profusely because I would be so nervous that I would screw it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask you about that later if you've yes. done anything um, like that. Screw it up if you can remember. Maybe just in the back of your mind. Oh, a few, yeah. yeah. A few yeah, doozies. Some good, some good oh, that's how you learn, isn't it? It is, it is. You don't feel like that at the time. But after no. you, uh, two years later, you feel a million bucks. And you go, thank God. But at that point then, yeah. you want the ground to swallow you up. God, because everyone can hear. You've mm-hmm. got an audience. Now, tell me from the beginning, because I don't think I've ever actually asked you, where did your love for, I suppose, the media and getting your face and voice out there so people could hear it? Yeah. And see it. Where did it start? Gorgeous face. Where did it all start, do you think? Do you know, it's so funny you said that. And I actually went and seen a psychic probably about two years ago. And she was a lovely old soul. But she said to me, do you ever wonder how things start? And I said, I feel like it just started itself. She said, exactly. They just start themselves. They come from somewhere. You've got this either from a past life or something, but it's obviously meant to happen. Wow. And she said they just start themselves, and that's what I feel happened here. It just started itself. I don't actually remember where or there was a pivotal moment, but I remember being drawn to it, the art of communicating, the art of of talking, which, yeah, it is harder than it seems. I mean, we could ramble on. And people probably think they should shut up. They're around me about nothing. No, they will but it's love hard. it. And they will love it. Those people but in Singapore hard. listening love us. <laughs> love this show. Shout out Singapore. Shout out I Singapore. I think I say shout out Singapore in every episode. Do you? I love it. Hello. It's a beautiful place. So clean. <laughs> so clean. Can't chew gum. No, no, that's fine. No. I have a mint instead yeah, if I need to. But, but we digress. Sorry. We digress. Tell me. So I think it started itself. 
Yeah. That's what I mean. I think it just started so there'd be opportunities where I would try and make myself available. Because my mum and dad, bless them, they're the best best parents on it, love them to bits, but they didn't have any connections, didn't have any aunties and uncles, didn't have any friends in the industry that could pave the way for No. I had to hook myself up. (laughs) So it was organic though Yeah. I mean the – the hustle is deep, but the struggle is real. You know so what I mean? True. You've done it all. I've done it all myself. So it's literally like ringing fresh and saying, I want to volunteer, getting my ass along to a volunteer night, learning, okay, you literally got your pen, your pen and paper. I need to know the general manager's name. I need to know the content manager's name. And I'm a bit shit with names, so I'm writing them down. Better with faces. And just things like that, making sure I knew who these people were so I could tap into them later yeah and, and pass the test too you know there was a test that, so people would only go oh, so far and test. then when it came to a test you'd have half the people would just not be interested yeah if there was a test. yes I remember that and I sweat buckets with tests I hate them oh, do you yeah I just don't like the pressure even at school were you good at school um do you know what I was an average student okay that's fine it's me too I talk too much Spent half the time outside the classroom for disrupting the classroom oh, really see that's where it began yeah so I wasn't naughty I st- didn't it wasn't I didn't want to be at school. I just no. didn't feel that subjects like accounting and oh my god, freaking hell! I know it was awful. My teacher, oh, she made it difficult, and she did these really funny things with her lips and her mouth. So I found that I was watching those mannerisms more than actually what I needed to do. So the subjects that I loved, I did well at, like social studies, drama, because I actually Are we the was same passionate. person. I did not realize you're saying Looking exactly in the mirror. what I'm because same thing. Accounting, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Drama, as you said, um, biology. Don't care about it. And I'm interested in a wide variety of things. But at school, I just wanted to just do what I was interested in. And screw the rest of the subjects. Why do you have to do a maths to get into uni? Yeah, don't don't give a fluff. So I took a year off after uni because I thought I don't know what I wanted to do. So after doing that and then I moved overseas and spent some time over there. That was awesome in in England. I was going to say, was it England? In England, Bristol, yes. How do they talk in Bristol? They've got an interesting Um, accent, don't they? They do. So, all right, me lover, all right, my love, all right. Oh, they sound like they're on a a boat. They could be on a boat. Yeah, they do, because it's southern England. An English pirate. So, yeah, one of those, all right, me love, an English one? Pirate. But you could be an English pirate. It sounds like an English. Do it again. Um, All right, my love. All right, my love. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, it's real down there, isn't it? I can't handle your face when you do that. It's so good. (laughs) That's why podcasts are good. Can't see your face. So, yeah, I spent some time over there and lied my way into the BBC. Did you? I did. I say did you a lot because I'm finding out all this new information. I just thought, were they going to check up? What are you? Put me best mate as my referee on the CV. Saying I worked as a producer at Channel 10. Well, no, no. Actually, it was the magazine side of things. It wasn't the television. Right. So I was working in their print publishing side of things and yeah, she was was on my CV and was like, yeah, she was excellent, fantastic, couldn't do without her, she's this, she's that. I just had to remember what I'd fibbed about. Oh, dear. So anything that came across my way that I wasn't sure about, I just said, we didn't do it like that in Australia. (laughs) How do you do it here? In the UK. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I different. put a little bit that of Aussie means, charm. That means something different completely. Um, mm. Hard worker in Australia, that doesn't mean much. Yep. But you when know what? <laughs> a few things I didn't know because I'd be talking to one other Aussie girl there and I said, oh, yeah, the, the, the wogs, like the, the Europeans, and the faces of the office just dropped. Oh, lady. Well, that word means the Africans. 
there. Oh, okay. And I didn't know that. So I'm right. saying this completely slanderous, awful word in the office. I've got hurled in. And they've said, do you know what that word means? I said, yeah, the Greeks and Italians, they call themselves it. There's a movie <laughs> called Wog Boy. Chanel. And they're like, it's horrendous. It's just this bigotry, really, all that kind of stuff. Oh, dear. Mm, so anyway, they kind of laughed it off because they realised that I really had no idea what I was talking about. Oh, lesson learned. Lesson learned. Yeah, so talking about being oh, in two dear. different countries. So I learned a lot from England. Then when we decided to move back, I did, so I volunteered for some record labels and that over there, like real like just get your coffee and that kind of stuff. But I was just trying to get into the music industry. Oh, like on a movie, like when the coffee girl suddenly starts playing the guitar and then, oh, wow, you're amazing. That and would then be good if that up, happened. Like, oh, yeah. You didn't. didn't? No, no. It was very short-lived. So then I moved back and then fibbed about what I learned in England a little bit. Not fib. Embellished. Well, it, Let's em- use the word embellished. the best word. I didn't fib. I just kind of, yeah, embellished. Right. And And – just made my skills sound a little bit more razzier than they were. Well, people do that. I think they do that all the time. Guilty. I, I just of had, that. A, and then I made some nice friends in England that were happy to vouch for me over there, right? And say so she did this, she did that, she was great, and I was like, "Thanks very much." Oh, I've often thought of Buy making your stuff beer up. next time. You've like saying I was in some remote place that people wouldn't know. Like it was I a was PR in... marketing role. That's why you can add fluff to it. Okay, yeah, but well, the fluffy role, like a role that's very kind of project management. I reckon you. I can. didn't say I could operate on no, someone's I was, brain. I was going to say if you're a surgeon, you wouldn't get away with that. <laughs> I doubt. We did this very different in Trinidad and Tobago. Like we just did. Um, I I'm just going to leave. The uh, the operating room now yeah. and leave it to you because we don't do it like this in Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> Am I even saying that right? I'm just thinking of those. Uh, what are they? Those Miss World. There's yeah. always Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> and she comes up, and I don't understand where that place is. Every we time. don't do it like this in um, the Czech Republic. Yeah, you could. And that, whatever. Who's going to check up on that? Well, you'd hope so if they were a brain surgeon. Brain surgeon. But for marketing PR, who cares? No, they're just going to go, wow, she's confident and committed and look at her. Yeah. The way you went. So you basically lined your way to the top. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give yourself a leg up with a bit of embellishment. A little bit of encouragement on my part. Yeah. I just used what was was available really. And then come back here and I was doing some – I worked at a council and that's in a league of its own working for – Local oh, government. Oh, yes, local government. They're, um, anyway. yes, they're, they're good. So anyway, that was that. And then that's when I decided I'd love to be on radio. I'm passionate. I love it. And I didn't care about fame or anything like that. I just wanted to connect with people through doing something I really enjoyed. Mm. I love music, but I can't play an instrument or sing, unlike yourself who mm. can do that. I love connecting with people and I love doing it through the art of TV, radio, that kind of thing. So I thought, well, I'm passionate about it, so do something about it. Yes. So I had to start from literally put one foot in front of the other, hence making that phone call to Fresh and going along and doing that silly-ass test. Yeah. And was so stoked that I passed it. I was oh, so happy. Well, they chucked you on air. Yeah, they chucked me on air. Wow. Those insomnia con- shifts. Control of, oh, yeah, very late night. I think I did a few of them. I never went in. It was all pre-recorded. There's no way I was going into oh, no. fresh at three in the morning. No, you could. Yes, that's true. I forgot. Again, I forgot you could pre-record it and save it, and then and it was a little less pressure then because you could kind of. God edit forbid out if you'd save bits. the wrong bit to the wrong file, you'd be talking about something which is completely not relevant. That's oh my goodness. Um, Can I say because fresh is I love fresh, but actually, funnily enough, 
whilst I was on radio was that was really not my kind of music, which was quite doof doofy dance kind of yeah, music, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I'd be there going, mispronouncing names. <laughs> I was like saying, that's, um, and that's tiny uh, tofu, tempeh. <laughs> and they're like, no, you say it like this. I was like, oh, shit. And yeah, then I'd be yeah. corrected. So I sounded like a real And I idiot. probably did too. I mean, I love dance music, but again, you need to know like these it's names not. of things. Who knows? I don't know. So then they moved me to Tuesday afternoon fresh and I thought oh, I was – I thought – not I didn't think my shit didn't stink because I've never done that but I've – maybe <laughs> it doesn't. No, it? but I was so – I was so damn excited. Oh, good. I was loving life because I was like, yes, I'm on the afternoons. I'm doing my thing. I'm, I'm, I'm around in the daytime. daytime. People are listening to me yeah, in the daytime. Yeah, not just, you know, shift workers driving to and from places or whatever. No, it's a good feeling actually, isn't it? It is a very good feeling. So I was so chuffed because I thought, okay, I've worked hard. I've asked for feedback. I've tried to get better, all those kind of things. So I did that. And then that's when we met because I was like, I want to stop doing the afternoons. How about I get a promotion, promote myself to drive time? Yeah. And I waited till your co-host departed to some really small holiday for three weeks and I thought, if I get in there and we knock it out of the park, he won't be able to come back and do the show. <laughs> Turns out he did come back and there were three of us on air. <laughs> oh, that's right. They kept us on. And then it was a little, yeah, a little, uh, that was interesting, interesting times. But then I left and then it was me and him yeah, for a bit. Yeah, and then you. I left moved to, to do mornings. Your own thing. No, no, I moved to mornings okay. with Big Al. Oh, that was hilarious. That's right, you did. He was great. Um, but then I it just got too hard because I was the brand manager of Adelaide United at that point. That's right. So yes, I was trying yeah. to do that kind of you know marketing PR job, and then the radio station, and I was a Casanova at Nova. So you were there then. So I was handing out freaking Coke cans. And you were on air doing your doing your bizzo. Oh, I did a bit of a stint there for you a did while, great. and yep. and then it kind of like, and then I'm waiting to get on and trying to, you know, just make myself available like you were as well. And they were like, "Well, we've got one female there at the moment, and that's tomorrow. We're going to grow her." I'm like, "That's what they said," and I was like, "Okay, great. I love her, and sh- her shit doesn't stink." So she let her just do her thing, and then I finished there and. I went back to Fresh and I put my voiceovers together and some of my airtime and I thought so, – and I've got a mentor that's in Melbourne and she's amazing and she said to me, send your stuff to Craig Bruce, the highest guy now. Not, not now but he was the mm. head of content for Southern Cross Stereo. So he was in charge of Kyle and Jackie O. He hired Mel B to work on the Today Breakfast team. He was the shiz and he lived here in Adelaide. So I thought I found his – um, email online. Stalked him. Stalked him and sent. I literally put an email together and just said, can you listen to my stuff? You're I'm probably – I didn't say I'm stalking, but I'm thinking, you know, I've just got to oh, cut the crap. Get it out I'm just going to put myself in front of you and see yep. what you like. And he wrote back straight away and said, come in. And then the meeting was great. He sat back, hands behind the head, one leg crossed over the other, oh. stared me down the barrel. What do you want out of this industry? I went, um, I just wanted free coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be, I just want to do radio. I just want to chat. I just want to do what I'm passionate about and connect with people through music and through chatting. I don't care about, I don't want to be famous or anything like that. I just want to do what I'm passionate about doing. And he said, that's great. Start next week. You can be casual. And that was when all the big announcers went on um, holiday. 
Oh, so I was then doing on, what you were doing. Just stop You are getting in there at the right time when all these people are going on holiday. <laughs> I'm never taking a holiday from this podcast. Never. Note, note to self. Because you'll be, oh, you'll go to Bali and then I'll swoon in, <laughs> break into your offices and just start the guilt trip. Um, yeah, but they also slam you. So I was on air from like 6 a.m. till midday. That's a long well, day. I remember shift. you said, Tamara, quick, I'm going to make a phone call. Can you pretend to be like a person on the yeah. other end and tell me about something? And I had to get on it. And I think I don't know why. Because it's not as if, you know, I could be anybody with any voice. It doesn't matter. Mm. I think I put on a voice. Now, I don't know why. I don't know why. I was like, who would have oh, known hi. you? Hi, Chanel. Oh, so great. Oh, am I on air? And I made up this whole character. But I just knew you'd be awesome. So I had I to call you. I don't know if it was. I tried to no, be you were great. a little bit, you know. Anyway. See, we were still friends, even though we were kind of, not, we wouldn't say in competition, but we wanted the same thing yes. at the same time. But we were still... Just we just adored the hell out of each other, and we just wanted both of us to succeed. And we were like, "Oh, if one of us isn't going to do it that way, then good luck to the other, and whatever." Yeah, but I think because we're we're very different as well, and we are different. Are confident in ourselves that we're you know we, we want, just do you want thing. someone else to do well if you know they're yeah, good at it, and you're yeah. happy with how you do stuff. And it was just look how things work out, and you know now I'm sat here on your potty. This is great. I know, right? And we've got kids, and like you know. <sighs> None of that matters anymore, does it? Let's face <laughs> yeah, it. A couple of old eggs. In fact, I'm 54 now. Um, no. <laughs> no, she's not. She's How old are you, by the way? Have a guess. And no, that's a I dangerous know. thing. Go no, because I know that you're a bit younger than me, I reckon. I'm 38, so you are 35. Is that correct? I'm younger than that. 33. No. Nah. Two. No. Nah. One. Nah. No. Hang on. Hang on. What? No, I'm 32. Oh, shut up. Just wanted to shove just, it in I, your pie hole. <laughs> I was like, if you're 29, sweaty. I'm going to slap you, silly. That's not fair. This whole time I thought you were not that young. Uh, 32. <laughs> but still. Hey, you're spring chicken. Yes. Well, you too. But the thing is, I, I think this day and age, people aren't, well, aren't allowed to be ageist or sexist. I mean, the media industry is very heavily male-dominated. It just is. And it's one of those industries that radio itself is very male-dominated. It always has been. But things are starting to change a little bit. TV's a bit different. TV's, there's more women in TV, but still men kind of still rule the world. They, they shouldn't, mm. but, they, but they do. But I feel like there's, at the moment, there's something fantastic happening for women in all walks of life. It doesn't have to be media. Women are being celebrated for their age. They're being celebrated for being mothers and working. They're mm-hmm. being celebrated for being gay. They're being celebrated for being bisexual, transgender, whatever. They're being celebrated for being a single mom. They're being celebrated for all these wonderful things, for speaking out, for being political. Because women for so long didn't have a voice. But now there's this opportunity where they get to show how smart they are. And what they're capable of. And I, I feel that it's happening at the moment slowly. Slowly, yeah. We're breaking the glass ceiling. I mean, you look at it now. Yeah. Like, there's not, you tell me a, a, a well known female duo in radio. Well, yeah, I was going to mention that. Well, I mean, we know today now have Georgie Gardner and, oh, can't remember her name, but the morning show. Uh, mm-hmm. um, two women hosting on TV. One. Oh, on TV. On TV. <clears throat> no, but, but for radio. Yeah, though. but that's what I was going to say. Yes, for radio there's not. And why do they always have to put, why is it always either two males and a female or a male and a female? You never you never do get You the, either get the two, two males females. and a female, two males or a male and a female. Mm-hmm. Where Where is just that cool two female? Because, and someone said to me before, and I'll never forget it, and it really 
it really pissed me off. Yeah. I was I thought, how dare you? He goes, Women coming from a male. And I'm not sexist. I've got a lovely husband. I've got a son. So I'm not all about I'm about celebrating women, but about gender equality too for for just everything. He said, women don't like women on radio. Women hate women. And I thought, does that mean I can never get on? Was that a study? Was, I, that, a, was that a sponsored study, do you think? Well, I, I, he just said to me, and he was in content, women don't like women on radio because they hear them and think, I want to be, oh, I don't want to be her or they're harder on them or things like that. Mm. And I think when women work together in any industry, it doesn't need to be media, really fantastic things happen. When women help women and they fix each other's crowns without telling them it's crooked or telling everyone else it's crooked, it should be, you know, that saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. When they do things together, I think it's really fantastic when they can work together and achieve some really great shit together. But when they want to be mean, they can be really bloody mean. And I think that's what he was going on, that sure. women get it dealt harder than men but that doesn't mean that you don't let them on air well no because look what it men do as well yeah in, in a way you it doesn't know? mean you choose a surfer dude and the women all love him and he's yeah legend and all that kind of stuff and you don't just go with a safe option and say That's that right. he's going to be there and he's doing his thing and the girls all love him because he's got freaking great hair and baby blue eyes and whatever but they wouldn't put someone like myself or yourself on because he's got a pair of norks you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. Do you think that's something to do with the fact that people in the higher positions on the boards and the committees are, are pre- predominantly male in the media industry? Yeah, it's the way they're And they're you. making the choices and they are looking at the numbers. And they've been there for a long time and, and they've often done things, will do things the way they've always done them. That's right. And so, look, if the numbers are not looking good and they're getting more, you know, oh, people are responsive to that show because it happens to have, you know, the guys on it compared to the yeah, one yeah. the chick. Oh, look, the numbers show this is not doing too well. See you later. Yeah, you know. or you've got to play a character like the damsel in distress, the silly the idiot, little, the silly little idiot that, that laughs at their jokes and goes, guys, that's not fair. What about the girls? This is how I think. It's like, no, <laughs> fuck off. That's not right. Can't we I be smart speak, too? Can't we be smart too? Can't mm. I be the larrikin? Not the side the jokes and you laugh at me. Can I be the – yeah, we don't always have to be the Andy to the yeah, Hamish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We we can too be the Hamish Hamishinas. Yes, it's just not fair. So I think it's changing slowly, getting there. But it's still it's still got a long way to go. But I think aside from media, I think there's a lot of women now in a lot of different industries that are coming forth. A lot of CEOs, a lot of young mm. women CEOs, very innovative females that are just pushing the boundaries. And I think it's. Right, and they're breaking into, so the, into the big boys club, aren't yep. they? Yeah, and they're down the walls. Yep, and if you play smart, you can beat them at their own game. Not just boys, but but I mean, and women too. But but w- people that are in that that really closed Click. mindset, mm, mm. you can beat them at their own game. So we're not rubbishing men; we're rubbishing people that feel that way about women being progressive. Whoever true. it is, true, true, because there's some there are some fabulous people out there who are opening doors. Yeah, people. So yeah, there are some good people still. We're not we're bagging it completely. We're just discussing the topic. Just discussing. Okay. <laughs> so please, no angry emails. <laughs> Singapore. I don't know how it works there. <laughs> Canada. Yeah. <Anyway. laughs> but what it, what also makes our heart is oh, 
this has always kind of bugged me because it's sort of inevitable. Like when you're the woman and you're having the kids, there's a time when you're not part of that industry. Because and I felt, felt really insecure about that. And you feel somewhat less than when you have to go, get back into it or, you know, they give your job away. Because You know what? <laughs> when I produced the TV show, I hid my pregnancy from everybody. I wouldn't put it on Facebook, my old facey. Because I was scared that people would write me off. How did you hide it? Baggy jumpers. Until I got to about 25 weeks. Well, you were little. Not baggy jumpers, but do you know what I mean? I just, I wore, and it was winter time. Oh, no, was it summer? But I remember just wearing things that weren't very tight fitting. Mm. And I'm short too, so that made me look like a real, yeah, anyway. Um, (laughs) Little stumper. Yeah, real stumper. Yeah, little gnome. (laughs) Little nugget. (laughs) What's going on with Chanel? Baggy jumpers. (laughs) Yeah. But they didn't know. It just shows how far people are up their own backsides I had no idea but also because I was producing the show I did a lot from home so my closest friends and family knew obviously but I just didn't make it public knowledge because I was terrified of them saying well that's it now Mm. you've you've but I didn't but I really wanted to have my two children close together Mm -hmm. two years apart which is a pretty average standard age gap and I also my other half was like I want to have another kid. I'm getting older. I'm 39 now. He's 39. So he's like. He looks young, doesn't he? He does. He loves that. But he's like, you know, <laughs> saying to me, and it's got to be fair too. It's two people parenting. I wanted to have them close together and I felt really insecure about that. I thought oh. I was just going to be kicked to the curb. Oh, it's So scary. I literally just got, I got pregnant with my first baby with almost with my eyes shut going, well, I'm pregnant now. I just have to make it work. Yep. And I did the same with, with my son. Yep. I'm pregnant now. I just have to make it work. You and do. I did, yeah. But I was—I thought to myself, I can't let them, the industry, tell me when and when I can't have a baby. Yeah. And I was searching for celebrities as well, either on Instagram or whatever, that have got children that are still making a life for themselves. And yeah. I was looking to them for inspiration. Mm. They had probably a lot more money and got nannies and what I don't whatever. But people like Teresa Palmer, for example, mm-hmm. she's now just had her third baby. Yeah, she's. In Hollywood, she's doing some great things, but she's still a mum. So she's this beautiful actor, but she still wanted to be a mother as well. And I and I was looking to people like her for inspiration to me to say, you can still have this and mm-hmm. be a mum as well. Mm. You might not be able to jet off to Sydney and be on MTV. Not that I was asked. Wish I was, but, you know. <gasps> that would be great. I can wouldn't see it? you on there. But I do, I've got two kids and yeah. I can't just fluff off to Sydney like that. Yeah. Well, with the right price, I could. Yeah, but that's just I can, I can, I can. If when, anyone's listening, when I can, I'll be there. To Sydney, <laughs> ticket, ding, ding. But oh. I couldn't just go there and hope for an opportunity with two children that was so young that I felt needed me. Yeah. I didn't want them to feel that they didn't. Their mum wasn't emotionally present because she was too busy trying to chase a career when they were young and needed to be read stories and explain things and whatever. So it's a hard graft when you have to. Be there for them because they're not in childcare. Yeah, it's me. Yes, so it's you. you know, you and so, your norks. Yeah, me, me norks. So that's basically it. But yeah. I, I, I remember feeling very insecure about when I got pregnant with my son. Yeah, based on how I'd be viewed and mm. that I was no longer I was damaged has goods been. in a way. Yeah, I has been. I has been when I wasn't even a bin. No. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, when you're trying to work, especially in a, any creative pursuits, and you're sort of climbing the ladder and to have kids right bang in the middle of that 
it it is really tricky yep. to try and how do you get back up there? But also feeling, I'm not sure if you felt like this, but also like you said, when you say damaged goods, am I still worthy? Am I still uh, not clickbait? But am I well someone who you have to would... do a hell of a lot of self talk yeah. and don't let everyone's opinions form you. Mm-hmm. So a very famous man, RuPaul, um, a famous Got drag queen. Ru, oh, yeah. I love RuPaul. Said, someone's opinions of you aren't your business, basically. What other people think of you ain't none of your business. And it's true. And I ha- I was holding on to those kind of things. And Gabrielle Bernstein as well, her universe cards and whatever. I was just looking for inspiration for people to say to me, not the negative, the positive, and say, you can do this. You make your own destiny. Go for it. Mm. You don't need – no one's saying that you've got two kids that you that you're, you, yeah. that you damage goods. Perhaps you're, you're saying it to yourself, aren't you, really? Completely yeah. saying it to yourself. You, you're, you're in a saboteur. The drive time announcer, Veronica, on Triple J, she's got a child. Mm-hmm. She's, got, she's a mum. I don't know if she's married or whatever, but I know she's got a little girl. She talks yep. about her on air and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it just shows you that you can. And I think things are changing more so for women and mothers now going forward, and, I, and it's about time. Yeah, damn it, we're people sh- too. You shouldn't be able to. Ch- you shouldn't have to choose between something that makes you happy and your career, and if you and if you'd like to have children as well, you shouldn't have to choose yeah. between one or the other. Be a career woman or have your babies. It's not fair. Yeah, it's like having your cake and eating it too. We're having mm. our babies and we're. Eating them too, but in a, not that. That's not well. In a, if I could think of something better, I would. But you get what I'm saying. We you can have our better. cake and eat it too, can't Thank we? You, we can lady. because you can design things for yourself. And I, and I feel it's really strongly about shutting out the people that tell you it's not possible. That's right. To do those things, I literally gave birth to my son. When the show was on air, my TV show was on air. Did you watch it whilst you were giving birth? No, just on the background. That'd be because self indulgent. You want to know what happened? How narcissistic! (laughs) Here I am. The TVs went down in the hospital. No, for about three hours, right when the show was on. So it wasn't. It wasn't mid labour, but probably about ten hours before I gave birth. Sorry, ten hours after I gave birth, the show was on. P.S. How did let's just backtrack? How did a baby come out of you? Because you're a small person. Um, he but, did. But was he 37 big? 37 minutes from wow. go to woe. And how big was he? Seven pound two. So he was kind of an average That's size. Been, yeah, okay, not say that. Not He wasn't a... He must wasn't have a, a stretchy fanny. Well, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Say he was my lecture. <laughs> keep it in. Well, he's my second... <laughs> Just joking. I'm not saying you do. And, um, and it's my second baby too, so that does help a little bit. It but does. He was in a rush, so he just... He was like, I'm coming out. See you later. Oh, wow. But it's just things like you're about to have your child and your show is that you've written and produced and presented yourself is going to air on commercial television. How do you prepare for both? I'm sure that one would have overridden the other, like the giving the giving birth. You'd but, probably but go, But then well, I was the easy. stress. I was trying to worry. I was, Were you? Yeah. I was... I kind of was like... I can't miss this opportunity, like promotional things about telling people to watch the show and scheduling posts on Facebook and Instagram and all this sort of stuff. I can't miss this opportunity because I had five episodes. Series one had five episodes and then that was it. It was finished. It was on catch up for 30 days each episode and then it was off. That's what TV shows do. You can't find them anymore. They're archived. Mm. So I was literally trying to mentally prepare to give birth and have a child and work out what all that's going to happen and how it's going to happen and the tv show the other 
baby, In Big Bertha. Because that was the ten pound two baby, the freaking show. <laughs> because you produce. This is what's interesting too. I think because I've done it myself is when you are in that crazy baby kid, what am I doing with my life Mm. moment, creating your own, creating something yourself is I think a much better way to go and has a lot more merit. Oh, I loved it. More rewarding. And that's what you did with this particular. You sent me to the Nutty House TV show. But you produce. So just tell us what it was. It's called Jam Live. It was a music. Music TV show. show. Yeah, it was a live music TV show, which essentially. Because with radio, you know what it's like. You hear music and whatever that's put across. But there's so much. If you don't go to live music gigs, and you'd know this because you're a musician, you don't know what you've missed. Yeah. I can tell you that, oh, my God, um, Kate, who's a fantastic – you probably know her. She's on heard on Triple J. She's a brilliant singer. She was fantastic. And you'll go, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. But you don't actually know what you've missed. So I wanted to be a fly on the wall and capture that. Mm-hmm. A song at a time. So you go to Rocket Bar, let's say, and capture Kate playing there, get one song, a little interview with her, and then you throw to Womad and get a couple of, you know, other bands. Then you throw somewhere else. So it was like this fast-paced MTV style. It kept moving. So it wasn't just sat at a gig like MTV Unplugged. And that's great too, but sometimes watching live music can be a little bit boring sometimes mm-hmm. if you just sit there and watch it. Sure. So I, I, you kind of blend into the background. So I wanted to keep it fast-paced. I wanted the interviews to be fun, a bit catfish style, on the fly. So that was the show. And it was 30 minutes long and I basically thought the idea up myself, went to the network, pitched it. They liked the idea, but... They basically said, we'll, we're happy to air it subject to broadcastability mm-hmm. and quality. Mm. So essentially if I'd brought them a, something that they liked the sound of and I brought it to them and it sounded and looked like absolute shit, they mm. would have gone, we're not bound for this. And Funny. fair enough, yeah, they're a commercial TV station. They can't, can't be bound to something that sounds horrible and looks horrible. So the sweat – of literally door knocking. So after I had this initial meeting with them, I then had to go and get all the funds. So I'm in Parliament House trying to just get people. You're hustling, baby. I was hustling. Do the hustle. I was hustling big time. I was standing outside on Handsome Road with my thumb out to the side going and a big sign saying money, support money, jam. Money, money, yeah. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Ow! I didn't, I didn't flash any of my private areas or whatever for, no. for money. No. Why would didn't you? sell my soul. Well... <laughs> Desperate times call for desperate measures. No, no. <laughs> I um, I kept I was I kept my dignity, and I literally just sold the concept, and and the people that did buy into it bought a, the genuine concept. I Brilliant. was there was no bullshit about it. I was selling something. I was selling an opportunity for them to align themselves with a brand that spoke organically to its target market. Mm-hmm. So venues couldn't pay to be on. Artists couldn't pay to be on. That was all you know, as it goes, who was at the time, you know, climbing the ladder and doing really cool things and touring and whatever. And then, you know, because you didn't want like a some kind of – some venue that's fueled by pokies that has a cover band that wants you to come and film My Sharona and they're going to pay you five grand because they've just got it like that, you know. Yeah. I wanted to do it. So the sponsors paid to be aligned to the target market. Right. That's essentially how it was. Okay. So after doing all of the – nitty-gritty hard graph stuff and then I decided to get pregnant in the middle of all that which was a really smart idea to do but again it happened thing he was on his way so I was like gotta be doing it and yeah literally I remember being at the launch of the show 
heavily pregnant. I actually, uh, this is ridiculous. I got made sure I had a lectern. You could see I was pregnant because I was two weeks from giving birth. No joke. Mm. But I just didn't want people to, again, judge me for being pregnant there and doing it. Isn't that terrible, really? Terrible. Terrible. And I did it to myself. Yeah. They probably didn't give a rat's monkey's backside about it, but I did it to myself. I was thinking they're going to judge me because I'm pregnant and that I'm has been before I'm a bin kind of thing, what yeah. we were saying. Yeah. It felt awful. So I felt like I hid my pregnancy as far as I could until I got to a, a point that I didn't have to, well, I couldn't hide it anymore because, you know, mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And then, and I, I had this beautiful kind of like love affair with my belly. I just loved it. And I spent so much time with him as in like talking to him and loving my pregnancy. I love being pregnant. I just didn't want to tell the people that might have sold me short. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a toughie, isn't so, it? So, because I chose to, you know, I chose to get pregnant. He wasn't a you know, little accident kind of thing. That was, that was you know, okay, we're going to try for a baby. It was all, you know. Yeah, but that's life and that's hell of a lot more important than like, you know, absolutely. And yeah. looking back now, I kind of go, "What was oh I worried crazy. about?" And who cares? But it was that inner saboteur, of, of course. So I got the lectern, so I could stand there and speak, saying what needed to be said without being judged. Do you know? I felt very similar doing uh, an album launch a couple of years ago. Yeah. Pregnant, a couple of weeks off giving birth, and I thought, "How am I going to get up on do an album launch at a you know big without pissing your pants with all these people pregnant?" I'm like, "There's no prep." I did the same thing you did. I started Googling and Instagramming pregnant uh, rock stars and what, just to work out what would I wear because I can't wear those lame Same maternity thing. wear things on stage. General from Pants gave me an outfit. They <gasps> sponsored the show for clothing. No way. That's They don't have a maternity section. <laughs> they don't. I took my sister in there. She's like, it's like sports slim girl. Pickens. <laughs> And some of the things I look like are wow. real. Oh my god, beautiful Trying to clothes, look cool but pregnant. Just not, yeah, nah. Come on. And Where also, the there's borderline lady. looking like an idiot. You're like, you're pregnant. You shouldn't be dressing like that. That's Put your norks away. Can somebody please come? As, I don't know if it exists. There needs to be a line for women who are pregnant who, who don't have to look like they're friggin' 65 years old. That's you know? exactly right. I mean, not. And now I'm targeting 65 year olds. Don't. There's a lot of trendy 65. Right. What I'm saying, older than you are. You know, mumsy. Why do you have to be? Mumsy. I didn't want a maxi dress. No. I just didn't. Didn't want to be on stage wearing those crisscross breastfeeding tops. <laughs> no. Nah. And I had to I had double sided tape. Literally like not even no, did I I did have to, no I didn't. I didn't have double sided tape. I got the tape out of my other half shed. It's just sticking stuff to walls. I stuck that to my boobs Lady. and to pull the dress over so I, you could because pregnancy boobs are lush. They look great. So I was showing the girls a little bit but not too distasteful because I'm pregnant and people are like, put those away. So I had industrial tape. I don't think they were thinking that. Well, again, I'm doing the inner saboteur. You probably need a bull clip to clip those puppies in, didn't you? They were in. It lasted for two hours and I went in the car and I ripped it off like, you know, this kind of like, ah, moment. Sorry, (laughs) put a hole in in my wall. Speaking of drywall, God. Got to get some of that tape and fix it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it is that. It's just a terrible uh, stigma that's attached to being a pregnant woman. And, and I think- trying to still live your life. Yeah. You know. Why can't we be sexy? It's too? a bit like that sex in the city with their friend and she appeared in 
kind of like one episode. Oh, she was one of the ring-ins. She was one of the okay, ring-ins. Like a guest. And she, and, they, and she was like, I'm the party animal. I got this. I can still party. Yeah. And she was like nine months pregnant. They're like, you need to sit down because she's jumping on one of the tables and trying to flush her boobs saying, I can still be a party girl. And they're like, mm. yeah, just sit down. Just sit down. That's oh, dangerous. sit down. That's a bit dangerous. <laughs> it's, that's a bit extreme. But it's that kind of thing where she felt left out. And she mm-hmm. felt like she wasn't one of the girls and she couldn't be who she was before. You can't be who you want to. Yeah, you're two people there. So when I'm in the middle of having media attention and and it was great because people were interviewing me on the phone and things like that. And also when I'd turn up to interviews for the show, they'd see my pregnant belly and go, oh, because the, the media that was out, my press picks, were when I was about five weeks pregnant. So, so nobody going knew. On there. No, because he was the size of a poppy seed. But now that he's the size of a watermelon and I'm a watermelon myself, yeah. I'm literally like they're looking at me going, wow. oh, my God, we didn't know you were pregnant. And you're like, like sucked in. I'm here now. I'm pregnant. Sucked in. Do the interview, bitches. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Sel- <laughs> selfie from the boob up. Thank you. <laughs> I got told once when I was doing a voiceover job, this uh, sort of an ad exec came in the room and he goes, oh, you know, it's a pity you're pregnant. You'd be really good for one of our ads See? on TV, like one of the recurring ones where they sell, I don't know, carpets or something. And I've gone, oh, that's a lovely backhanded compliment. Backhanded compliment. But also it exists, though, that mentality. And it's just, it sucks. And you so know, what the, you know what the worst thing is? Woman. Did it to myself. I yeah. was saying those things yeah, to myself, let alone right. your mate from carpet, he blah, blah. He was not a mate. He was not a mate. He was not a mate. But still, telling you that you couldn't go and tell he'd be impregnant. No. You were probably doing it to yourself and I was doing it to myself and I shouldn't have been because that's wasting time and energy. So yeah. apart from preparing for my little boy to to come into the world and the show was in the middle of the season, you know, a, a commercial network, I was terrified. But I had no time to even worry about being terrified. I just had to try and make the most of what time was there. So yeah. Facebook posts, Instagram posts, I managed to con my husband's bot. I didn't con her but – Again, with the lying. <laughs> yeah. I just <laughs> sweet, right back sweet to the talk her into putting me on her billboard out the front of the – You were on a billboard? I was on Marion Road. <gasps> I didn't see this. So Why Donald Bradman, I'll show you a picture. But- you show, excuse me, just stop talking because I want to talk about the billboard. <laughs> oh, my God, I got so excited. My, my microphone went flaccid because I was just talking the other, <laughs> the other week to someone about being on a billboard and how it's, it would be my secret dream to be on a bus. Oh, but you've my- done the billboard. I've done it. Can but, you please send also- it and I'll stick it up. I, do you know what? It's one of those things where, yes, it's a dream, but I got up myself. No, yes, it's everyone's dream. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was my dream. I would like to be on a bus or a billboard when someone else puts me on there, not putting myself on. Oh, yeah. No, do you know I, what I mean? Well, I know what you mean, but still. You know what she said to me? It's a, And fine, bless her, she said, this is your baby present. I was like, great, because he's a second baby. He doesn't need any presents. I don't need any blue stuff. He's fine to wear pink and white because my my other child's a little girl. So I was like, yep, great. I'll take that as a baby present. So instead of charging me for it, she gave it to me for nothing. So I'm on a billboard. I need to see this. I'll show you. Okay. I must probably drive drive past it. How did I not see this? You would have. And I I said to my husband, stand out there in the car park. He's like, it's (laughs) raining. I'm like, video it. 
<laughs> oh video. my god! I oh, know that's my favorite. I'm getting you. I want you to. Oh, how can we do this? Uh, do you have? So, what happens to the billboard? Was it a poster? Oh, one no, or was sorry, it one of those fancy pants ones. It was an of, it was an LED. Um, oh, so I changed. So one minute it's me, next minute it's a college, next minute it's electrical company, and that's me again. Then it's something you, else. You're then on it's rotation. I was on rotation. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, because like the good old, well, even the old style ones where they used to clag them up on the billboard, you couldn't keep them. It's no, like you can no, take no. it down, roll no. it up, and keep it but in But I your have shed. got a picture of it, and I, I must good. admit, I drove past and I had my two year old in the back of the car. This is when I was pregnant, and I seen it up there, and I was like, G'day. There's like, mummy. There's mum on there, smiling. <laughs> and then drive, and then I was like, oh, concentrate on the road. Oh. Don't keep looking at yourself on the Try billboard. Yeah, roll look at the face f- on there. Not exactly. your old face. I meant, you know, yeah, me mug. Your mug. Yeah. So yeah, it would have been a bit nicer if someone else had put me up there, but no, I put myself. So, <laughs> what a job done. Probably do it yourself. <laughs> That's my favourite thing. Did you like it? Do you think they did a good job? Did yeah, you go it was great? I quite like that. Yeah. Did you? Could you imagine if it, you had it done and you went, oh, didn't like that. Everyone's staring at you. You can't do anything about that if it's Mate, not a good photo. I designed it myself in Photoshop. Oh, in Photoshop. I had my press pics. Did you? I had what I need. Yeah, girl. Oh, my uh, calm down, Chanel. Do it. Do it. <laughs> She's getting excited. She's like, mm. That's what I mean. Do it. you got to do shit yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. If you want something, do it your damn self. Don't wait for someone else. If you want to billboard yourself, go pay for it. Design it and you get can, up well, there. That's exactly right. Anyone can do it I substituted my it. son's present. Doesn't matter. Imagine we people going out there paying for billboards for no reason. It's just them. <laughs> Picture of them. Hi. If you've got that much money. Meet Sally. And I used to work in advertising and trust me, I'd take money off of Sally if she had a b- and make something more money out than cents yeah. and make something out of it. There's Sally having oh God, a good I old think wave. There's a secret Sally inside me waiting to come out. Do it. <laughs> Do it. It was a contra one. But still, that's what I'm saying. I... That if you want something, you've got to do it yourself. You've got to take the ball by the horns. As I said before, my parents, bless them, they didn't know anyone. It wasn't anything. And you're much the same. You, anything you do for yourself, you created it yourself. Yeah, exactly. I love the create. It took me a while to work that out, creating took it yourself. took me a bloody thinking, while, long time too. Well, still not, trying to work it out. I'm not getting – oh, if I wasn't getting the opportunity – well, mm-hmm. just make your own opportunity. Because I hated auditioning, you see. I was a, like, so terrifying. exams. Hated, terrible at it too. Not good. Pressure. Mm. Mm. So I was like, instead of auditioning, can I just write my own stuff and do it and on stage and then get people to come? Funnily enough, people came and mm. you get to do what the hell you want. Yeah. Wow, what a concept. When you're in charge yourself, you do feel a lot more confident in your ability to put it out there and to control it and stuff and not in a in an in like a super like control freak kind of way but Mm. you kind of have faith in your ability to to put out what you're good at doing to the best of your ability rather than having someone there going you're shit that wasn't right do it again rattles your nerves you're accountable to yourself a bit like when i was on commercial radio and you were too and you said about did I stuffed up? Did I stuff up? Sorry, so many times, oh, and literally man. the freaking soundproof door would fly open, and the content assistant would just stare me and just be like, "What happened, mate?" I'd be like, "Sorry, just." And she goes, "Yep, just so you know, you've noted it. Don't do it again." And I'd be like, "I am frazzled. I'm like just crapping my dax." Oh, could you think of anything specific? And I'd be, "Oh, just things like saying the wrong thing, or, or, or you know how I said before when you go in and you say what." The opener, one thought, and then the outro. I would just fumble. I'd talk too much. I'd be nervous. I wouldn't. I may have stumbled my word. Just, just silly little, little things, things like that. 
or I would hit the wrong songs. I'd fire off the wrong cart. <laughs> oh, disaster. Disaster yeah. strikes. So I'd fire off an advert in the middle of me talking. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but one person did say to me once, you know what, this isn't surgery. This isn't, you're not saving the world or a person. It's just radio. It's okay. But oh, don't have dead air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'd had that yeah. a few times too and I'd be like, oh, my God, like just – the nerves mm. of being on commercial radio and trying so hard to make a good impression that they want to keep you. Mm. And then afterwards they said to me, right, you're great, we love you, but you need to move now. You need to move rural. You need to – then there was a job opportunity in Hobart oh, and I was like, I yeah. just – They want you to do country stuff. It's like teaching. Go teach. But then I got – there was a job offer in Hobart though, mm. at, which is a city obviously. Is so, it? So it wasn't – Is it? <laughs> I go in the. Oh, listen to me, poor Hobart people. I go. It's so they make is. you go to the country, Hobart. <laughs> I know. Is. I do realise it's, it's a city, but it is. It's smaller. It's smaller, yeah. But still, it was going to a commercial, commercial network. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't rural. It was going to a city. So, yes. but again, it wasn't the fact I didn't want to go to Hobart because Hobart is beautiful. Tasmania is amazing. Mm. It was the fact that I had to then get my other half to quit his job and uproot our life completely. You really have to commit to it, don't For about $40,000 yeah. working six days a week and expecting him to be happy there too. Like I couldn't be so selfish. Mm. So there was all those. And then again, I wasn't guaranteed. And typical radio, I could have been there for six months and then they turfed me off somewhere else. And you've got to change your whole life. It's almost That's like why it works very well for a single, single male yeah. and a male yeah. because yeah. they can just jet off. They don't have to worry about you know, or your biological clock's ticking and things like that. Well, there's these two, but it's different. It's different for men. Or if you're a lot younger. But when Mm. you are younger, you don't necessarily – well, not many people have that intestinal fortitude and confidence to pursue something like that. Like I'm talking 19, 20 when you get straight into it. Totally. And that's not to scare people because if someone is a 35-year-old female who wants to get into radio, if you're happy to move rural – and you're happy to move around a bit and be a little bit of a pawn until they develop you and you develop yourself and find your own niche and craft, go for it. Mm. And if you're pregnant and you're listening to this, whatever job you have, you go into that boardroom, you go into that office and you kick ass Yeah, you do. You do. That's the thing. You've just got to be prepared that there are parameters for everything, whether it's media, whether it's um, construction, whatever it is. Don't worry about age. Don't worry about situation. If you're prepared to do whatever it takes to get to that goal, you'll get it too. Well, you can. It just got to put in a hell of a lot of work. I a think that's shite load. I think of work. that's also the part that sort of gets missed sometimes. You know, you follow your dreams and you can get what you want. It's true. You could do whatever you want, but you have to just work really freaking hard. You have to. Yeah, and that's the thing. It. That's what separates the cats from the pigeons because so many people want to be on radio and media. So many because it looks rosy. They don't understand sometimes the really hard nitty gritty of what that industry. Well, what most industries, but yeah, you're looking at it through rose coloured glasses. But you've got to understand that what it takes to be some of those people and some of those people that are at the top, how hard they've worked and how many times they've been knocked down. You might look at them and go, oh, my God, they've got a dream job. It's like, well, sometimes you're not just plucked out of thin air. No, really, Like Pam Anderson at a bloody baseball game and there she's famous. Is that how she became famous? On the kind of roving cams and they found her and it's like she's hot, da-da-da. Not everyone gets spotted like that. Sometimes or most of the time, take me with you, um, (laughs) you have to work damn hard. And and if you're not afraid of hard work, and I mean hard graft, then if if it doesn't appeal to you, then don't bother. Don't bother starting Mm. because you'll just annoy yourself. 
But if you're prepared for some hard yards, bloody go. Well, you heard it here first from Chanel. My yeah. goodness. She's looking at me. I feel a bit scared. Inspired, but scared. Like she's a teacher telling me, Tamara Linky. I'm going, I feel like, you know, a bit of post-traumatic stress. It's triggering me. Year 11. <laughs> Work experience. No, oh, I know what you're no, saying. It's so true what you're saying, lady. I get it. Yeah. 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 It's not all rosy, Very but good often advice. it's hard work. It so is. Yes. It is hard work. And good on you because it opens And good on you too. Doors. Good on us. Yeah. We're special. Fresh 927, kaboom for your drive home. Chanel and Tamara here. It's 527. You're a sicko. <laughs> Can you never do that again? <laughs> Hang we on. did it. What time did you say? 525? 5.27. <laughs> Because that would have been the time we would have been on air. It's not what time it is now. Do so you remember all these things? Where's my memory gone? Four to six. Oh, God. You you remember too much. Oh, well. And you've had kids. Who are you, Superwoman? No, no. Just amazing. Hey, do you want to do a little um a little segment I like to call the G-Spot? I'd love to. Okay. I'd love to. See us anything. Go. <laughs> it's the G-Spot. Okay, the first question is... This is like guilty or not guilty, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, have you secretly ever wanted to streak? Like do, be, do a naked nudie run? No. no. Terrified. You'd be terrified yep. to do it? Yeah. Okay. I'm even – I'm not terrified, but I even get a bit – not embarrassed breastfeeding in public, but I'm like, please oh. don't look at my nipples. Well, yeah, that's understandable. You know? Why, so has someone stared at your nipples before? Well, no. I like just a stranger? Yeah, not, not that I'm aware no, of. because you haven't got them out. Unless, I, Well, it might have been out. I didn't notice. Um, but it's, yeah, I'm just not a – I like being nude at home because yeah. my other half's English. Like in the kitchen? Wherever. If it's hot, I'm happy to be nude wherever until my kids get to a certain point that I need to oh. put, you know – but yeah. in, that's in my home. Yes. So, I, so I've got my in-laws that come and stay sometimes to spend time with the so kids happy and whatever. So you nude around them. That's no. Oh, no. No, for oh, God's sake. No. I get really – I get a bit stressed out because when they come, I, oh. I just feel like doing a nudie run between the, the bathroom oh, and my bedroom. You can't do it. Can't do it. True. So yeah. I'm like, oh, no. I just that would be, that want would be to be weird. nude. You'd... But outside, no. Have you? No, yeah, I want to. No, I don't. Put it this way. The reason I ask is because I think there's this double standard. Like if a man – Okay, for example, Kai, my husband, he, when he was younger, he walked up in Austria a mountain. He decided halfway up the mountain, he was with a group of people, to take mm-hmm. off his clothes <laughs> and walk up with nothing but a hat on, a woolly hat and boots, nude, everything, with his with like hiking poles and a backpack. And everyone thought that was Wasn't hilarious, he? funny, funny, funny. Now, if a chick had done that, very different reaction. Oh, you'd be a slag. That's exactly right. And that's what everyone mm. I tell this story to says. Mm. And I'm just wondering why can't. Shouldn't be. I wanna, Shouldn't be. I feel like I could be that person if it was socially acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Who might do that just for a laugh, not for yeah, yeah, anything yeah. else. No, but I would never do it, right? So yeah, yeah, because yeah. of the stigma attached to it. I'm just a little bit miffed that women, you know, we can't we can't be a bit crass and, and if dirty. We, and if we are crass and dirty, it's we should be ashamed of ourselves. We should be. It's not yeah. ladylike. No. Which P.S. Ladylike. Oh, that mm. word. Hashtag so, ladylike. Yeah. Hashtag ladylike. Oh, <laughs> God, ladylike. My mum still says that. And I still feel very, like, you know, when you're in the sh- know, that's not supermarket and someone says, oh, my, the lady. And I'm looking around for the lady. I'm like, oh, is I'm she, the lady. Yeah, she loves <laughs> oh, shit. I'm the lady. Yeah, yeah. Lady. So, okay. And so the other thing was, okay, any huge big stuff ups on TV with when you've interviewed someone? Yeah. Or something embarrassing. Yeah, hugely. Okay. Huge. But it wasn't live. So I just oh, deleted the content. What happened? Do you remember specifically? I do, absolutely. And I won't drop any names just no, in case no, this, no, this person is listening. Okay. It was a band 
and I interviewed them and their manager was like, yep, they're cool, they're up for it, they're excited, they're about to do tours, all this sort of stuff. Oh, my God, I'm excited. No. No. I got on, it was ghastly. They gave me nothing. They thought I was from a commercial net. They didn't realise it was an independent production. Hang on. They were trying to be cool. No. No. Well, cool. More so like, you know when like people get a bit political and they're like, I'm not conforming. Big two, big two. Bit anti. Bit anti. So their manager was like, they'll be great. They'll talk about the upcoming tour. It'll be fantastic. They're excited. I got there to interview them and I got the old cold shoulder. Didn't want to sit there talking a bit weird, very cagey. They're like, oh, yeah, we're not talking about anything because, you know, nothing to tell. I'm like, right. It was the most awkward interview I've ever done in my entire career. I was – it rattled me. It made me feel like shit afterwards. Yeah. And – You did you feel like one of those interviewers on the red carpet at the Oscars where you get – sometimes they just get like, you know, I just felt slammed. And I loved – the fact that it just wasn't live TV because it would have gone viral, I think, of this most hideous interview. And I was so nice. I was accommodating. I wasn't trying to be funny. I wasn't trying to be witty. I was just Asking literally questions. just saying, hey, look, it's great to have you. You've got – they've had some really interesting points about them because they weren't just a band. They had other members that came in and their, their yeah. sound was fantastic. So I was talking about tours, past experience. It wasn't like – Hey, when you're on a tour bus, who got drunk the most? Like it wasn't anything yeah. shit like that. <laughs> it was so you play guitar. How is it playing guitar? In yeah, the band? And where, where were you? How did you find that influence to where you write your music? Like, yeah, hey, here's so a question you've never I was heard trying before. To really res- yeah, oh, I was trying to really respect their craft and respect them as musicians. And what what shitted me off the most was that I didn't get the respect for my craft, which was interviewing. Mm. I wasn't just there mm. like Bobo the Clown. I was there to do you some credit and due diligence and also do my craft too because mm-hmm. the craft of talking is freaking hard work. And, and people don't see nothing. it like that either, do I they? I literally put the microphone down and went, delete that entire thing. I don't want to see it. It was awful. Mm. And when I actually contacted that band to approve the footage, even though it was great footage, they said to me, adjust the trumpet, do this, that, so make sure it was all mixed beautifully, the sound, because we recorded them playing live. They said, yeah, we don't know if we're going to approve it. Did they find out later? Did the manager tell them that that was? Well, here's the flip side, Okay, tell me the rest of the story. So it's it's a quick story, but basically this is where my pregnancy was used to save my backside. Oh, so I, so they said, oh, you, yep, I did. So they said, oh, you too commercial, that kind of stuff. I said, look, I, I, this couldn't be any more non-commercial. Yeah, it's going on a commercial network. I said, but I'm literally nine months pregnant. I've got a two-year-old at home. I'm stood here. I've done the whole thing. I've raised the money. I've produced it. I've written it. I've directed it. I've presented it. I've hired indie film crew. So I've given them work. So they're all independent. They're all self-funded people, all freelancers to to do this project. I said, I just need you to help me or I'm screwed. Good on you. So that's where the pregnancy – so they loved it. So vulnerable of you to do that. I just thought I just have to take my hat off and just show you exactly Mm -hmm. how it is. They proved the footage within a few hours. 
Wow. Was there any apologies? Because of that. No, nothing. No. That's a little bit not nice. It wasn't nice, but I thought at least they approved it based on the fact that I said it's not going on YouTube, it's not going on any commercial thing, it's just going on the TV show and then 30 days on the on-demand service, you won't see it anymore. It's not going anywhere that, you know, because they're all like, yeah, we're not conforming to YouTube and all this sort of stuff. I was like, you know what? You're a fucking pain in the ass. Oh, my God. I'm going to find out who this band is later and I'm not going to listen to them. No, unfollow on Instagram. But look, their sound was fantastic. They were great. Mm. They just basically judged me mm. before they even yeah. knew me. So what does it say about them? Not so hip and cool. Yeah. Like right. I just all I wanted to do was showcase them in the best light, respect them for their talent and their craft, and have the same done to me. Right. That's a scary thing about being a journo. Yeah. I think they've gonna you know, got it tough or interviewing people. So my pregnancy came in. <laughs> <laughs> Came in very handy there. Thank Did God. you use that to your I was advantage? Like, Thank you for this moment. Yeah, you needed. I wasn't even that. pregnant when I used it. No, no, I was. I, was. I love it. I love using things. <laughs> using the pregnancy I use it all card. The time. I'm pregnant. You're pregnant again. It's your tenth time, Chanel. Well, well if you the know shoe what? Fits. You, you should just be nice to me because I'm fucking pregnant. Okay? Mm, exactly. Jesus Hormones. Christ. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, thank you for that answering that question. So. Elaborately, I like it. Do you? Good. Yeah, because it was a good story. <laughs> All right. So this is the last question that I ask everyone, which is, have you ever shoplifted ever? Do you know what? Oh, here we go. It, apart from, look, yes is the is the quick answer. But there's a bit of a spin-off, sorry. We know you've lied. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Look, apart from the harmless things where the supermarket has the lollies in those big tubs, okay. I mean, seriously. Or a great pier in or there. Or a great pier in there. As I might, I swear they've got the healthy section with all your psyllium husks and your chia seeds and your goji berries. Then they've got the full loaded sugar. My two-year-old walks over to it and just sways and stares at it like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) I'm like, I have to like lasso her away. Yeah, my kids. I've never fed her out of those bins. I've never fed her out of those bins. (laughs) My son, I've never had. I've never. She's never had one, but she just sees the colours. And smells the sugar and she sways back and forth and it's like her eyes go all like, you know. Trance in a trance. My son stuck his head, no no shit, in the popcorn at the movies, you know, the tray where the popcorn's fallen down already. I looked over, I'm not exaggerating, his head was in it and he was looked back and forth going. That is the best. I've just gone. Only your spawn. Wild. Well, it's it's too much. So apart from from total, like, you know, you're kind of asking me to just sample it before I go and buy $29.99 a kilo. I stole bingo tickets from school. Bingo tickets? The problem was... What do you... Hang on, bingo tickets. What do you mean bingo tickets? So I thought you could win bingo when you stole bingo tickets. You don't win bingo by that. You buy your tickets when you're there and if you open them and they say bingo, you raise your hand and then you have to be at bingo to, to win play. a bingo. You have to play bingo. I didn't realise that was 12. <laughs> so I stole bingo on, tickets. So you stole the tickets? You mean the cards? The cards with the numbers? The cards, thinking I was going to win bingo. I did it with another girl. <laughs> so when you came in and you sat there and you're, wait, you're like, now what? Like, it was what the hall you? and that cupboard was open and we thought, this is great. So we nicked some bingo tickets and you know what? Bless my mum. She's the best. She wasn't going to dob me in. She was just going to just go. Explain oh. it to Yeah, me. and just go. It's a bit. But the mum of me mate at the time, Frog marched her to the principal's office. So my mum's like, shit, we've got to go to the principal's office now because she's going to dob you oh, in. No. Mum's like, I wasn't going to say, but Jesus Christ. So anyway, after the story's been told <laughs> to me many years later because I'd forgotten, I just shat myself that I was literally in the principal's office for stealing bingo tickets. 
and working up a major sweat, the principal laughed. I said, Mum goes, she was laughing. It was fine. Don't worry. Like she just said, But the fact was the intention that you knew you were stealing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, yeah, there was anything, there were no repercussions. But I knew I was stealing. I thought I was going to win some money. Yeah. How much did you think you'd win at that age? I had no idea. It was just the thought, yeah, $2.50. It was just the sheer thought that I thought, uh, the sheer moment that I thought you could win at bingo and not be at bingo. And I was 12. I didn't really so I was, understand the concept I was too of young bingo. to be gambling anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. So that's why I stole. Now. Hey. So you stole, you stole bingo tickets. Nothing else. You've, that's pretty much A it. couple of times from- I've forgotten that I had milk in the bottom of the baby pram. Oh, yeah, that's fine. And I've fine. walked down the shop yeah. and Dan's gone, did they see you on CCTV? And I've oh. gone, I don't know, but I'm home now and I'm not going back. Yeah, no way. Once you're home with the goods. So sorry, Look. Coles. I've had a number of $2 milks. Are they going to come looking. after you? Yeah, I've probably done it about three times. But anyway, that's fine. Two, it's four, total. Six. I literally, yeah, walk out of there. When, and I've been, like, I've got home and realised that I'm like, walking home and I've gone, shit, I feel really bad. And then mm. a part of me is like, I saved two bucks. But you probably, you know what, in that time, I'm just wondering with supermarkets in general, how many times would you have been overcharged something? Yes. So, so I maybe feel you're like in deficit already. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I'm probably over more, really, when you think about it, <laughs> the amount of times we've been there. That's right, because I don't check my receipts. I need to check those receipts. But have I been a full-blown thief? No. Look, I don't have any thieves that sit on my couch doing this podcast. I need to get some, though. I'm thinking I need to get a real guilty person. I'm talking. I'm still thinking about things now. You know, I used to work in retail and I'd nick some hangers, um, you know, stuff like that. You yeah, just help clothes or anything. That would be hard. No. No. At least I don't think so. We used no. to wear the clothes, put them back on the on the racks with the tag on. So you'd be all stinky all day, wear the clothes and put the back on the racks. Oh, so someone else and would ma- put it on and buy it. Oh, but you know what? They Charge make you, don't board. they often in those retail uh, clothing stores, make you wear their stuff. But you've got to buy it too. Yes. And I'm like, well, hang on. If that's meant to be the uniform, I'm trying you're to think whether I money. ever walked home and didn't walk back again with a thing. I don't think so. But you know what? Could have. Mistakes have happened. They have happened. Mm. So do you know all about those little taggy things that they put on yeah. and then the dye Sinelco. comes out? Is that what they're called? They're called Sunelco. And what you've got to do, I'm not encouraging people to steal at all, but the only way around, they're a magnet. Yeah, okay. I'm not saying take a magnet because I think you have to have a special magnet and it's a really strong-ass magnet, but that's why at the counter they go click yes, to get it off. Thing. It's a magnet that releases the pin and then the tag. So there's some of them don't have dye. Some of them just have the fact that they're going to rip a hole in your new clothes. Yeah, and you will be walking around with a tag on it. Yeah, pretty Big much. fat plastic thing. Or oh. you get home and it's still on there and you go, I now have to go back. Yeah, that's a pain because in the ass. They didn't take it off. And you you literally have guilty written across your forehead and you're trying so hard to I did not steal it. I've paid for it. Here's the flipping receipt. What's it called again? Sunelco. Sunelco. No, not Snelco. Sunelco. Sunelco. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. You name your new podcast, Sunelco. I'm going to interview the person who invented them. Mm, you should. Sunelco. And why? But they are good because it, but some of them were duds. Some of them put Sunelco's on the clothes that were fake. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So they would make it look like it. Yeah. But they. It's a deterrent. Yeah. I mean, I worked in retail once. I worked in a sports store and I was only at the tender age of 15. And I remember this girl walked up 
to the clothes rack. She just grabbed a whole stack of coat hangers, hooked it off, threw it over the trolley and walked off. What? Oh, that's bizarre. And the shopkeeper ran after her, et cetera, et cetera. It was a bit of a debacle in the parking lot. But anyway, my point was <laughs> that she thought she could do that in broad daylight in a shopping centre. Get away with it. Yeah. Good on her, I say. Yeah. <laughs> Sunilco. You could Sunilco everything, like your baby. No one would take that, would it? No, 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 no. And no. dye would spray <laughs> or some diarrhea and some weed. Who knows? It's whatever. just bad. Whatever yep. works. Yep, whatever works. That's so funny. Thank you, ladies, so much for oh, coming on the guilt trip. Thank you for having me. It's I've been a, a ride. Time. It's been good, isn't it? A razzy have ride. You liked it as much as I've loved it. Oh, I have, because you and I haven't been on air together, on the airwaves, since we were Tuesday Kaboom. Fresh 927, Chanel and Tamara for your your drive home. Say it. What am I saying again? I need need a script. Say it again. Welcome back to Tuesday Kaboom. Chanel and Tamara here for your drive home. And that was Tiny Tempe there on a – Look at my sick voice. It's all commercial, wasn't it? Do it. I can't even – I would have sounded more like, oh, and that was Tiny Tempe for um, Fresh. And uh, Chanel, you're looking great today. Oh, thanks, Tamara. (laughs) You never spoke like that, you idiot. Tuesday Kaboom, say Shut it. Shut up with your drive home. <laughs> Chanel and Tamara here for your drive home. Oh, no, Kaboom. That's how look, you'd say look, it. Look, we should be sponsored by Fresh because we're talking about Fresh so much. Mini Radio. Thank you. I'm contacting you tomorrow. You should do. <laughs> Can we go back on air? <laughs> Please? Yeah. We're really good. Cool. Have one listen to this podcast and go, yeah, no. They'll be like too old. Yeah, too and old. Yeah, you've had babies. We've just, yeah. <laughs> Has been. Ages, sexist, babyist, whatever. <laughs> Okay, lady, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry. So sorry. I'm so sorry. Guilty. The Guilt Trip.